Hello, I'm Becky Hadid, host of The Storied Recipe. As my weekly guests share their stories through the vessel of cherished food memories, we all become better cooks, more grateful for the gift of food, and we honor those that have loved us through their cooking. Welcome, listeners, to um, an unanticipated episode of the Storied Recipe podcast. We did, of course, have an episode planned for release yesterday, but in light of the horrific events in Ukraine, um, the invasion, my guest, M. Amy of Milk of Thy Kindness, preferred to postpone the release. And I want to thank her for just her sensitivity during this time and for being willing to follow her conscience on that. In the meantime, several months ago, I had scheduled an interview with Zuza Zak, author of um, the cookbook Polska and the cookbook Amber and Rye, and she just finished uh, writing and shooting her third cookbook. Um, That interview was scheduled for this Friday. Zuza was born and raised in Poland and lived there until the age of eight and has very vivid memories of the oppressive communist regime of the former USSR. So as things have gone from bad to worse in Ukraine, she and several other prominent members of the cooking community have organized a massive fundraiser titled Cook for Ukraine. They immediately pulled Zuza on board. And so rather than doing the scheduled interview with Zuza tomorrow, Instead, today, we are going to hear about this opportunity to support Ukraine through this fundraiser, the Cook for Ukraine fundraiser. I will look forward to a full and rich conversation with Zuza soon, hopefully to be released at the end of March. But for now, I am honored and grateful to have her on to tell us a little bit about her perspective on the invasion into Ukraine, what's happening in Poland, what she's hearing from her friends there about the Cook for Ukraine fundraiser and especially about how we can help. So welcome to Zuza and welcome to you listeners. Thank you for being here. Thank you again for coming on at such short notice. And um, I'm just so sorry that this isn't the interview. I, we're going to enjoy a leisurely interview later, but I'm so sorry that circumstances are such that it can't be right now. I know it's been a very traumatic um, week. Has it been a week? I'm not even sure. I'm kind of lost in uh, in a yeah. bit of a kind of uh, strange zone. I think many of us are at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I would like to hear more about this from your experience. You mentioned the word trauma. I think that I, I don't think there's a person listening to this that isn't horrified um, by what's happening but we are all watching it through different lenses, the lenses of our own experience. So tell me a little bit about your story, your history, your family, and um, the way that affects the way that you are watching this situation right now. Absolutely. Um, Well, I was born in Poland Mm. uh, during the communist times. um, And I stayed there until aged eight. So I would say the sort of informative years of my childhood were there Mm -hmm. um, with a sort of, you know, within a wonderful family community. And yet this kind of dark cloud of um, the whole uh, communist uh, system kind of hanging over us, um, Mm -hmm. which entailed a lot of uh, paranoia um, and just a lack of freedom. You, you really mm-hmm. felt it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've mentioned um, in your bio, for instance, just sometimes food shortages, certainly a shortage of varieties of foods. Uh, absolutely. I mean, in the shops, definitely. Uh, everyone was sort of, um, you know, growing their own uh, food. And we were sort of the community really saved us there. Mm. And I think um, I think it was very similar in the Ukraine. Um, it's... I think it's very difficult for Polish people right now because um, obviously nowhere as near as difficult as for Ukrainians. However, um, I think everyone in Poland is very, very affected by this. Um, The fact, yes, the fact that over 50% of the displaced peoples are going to Poland, I think shows the deep connection between the two countries. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's just one thin line. It's just, it's the only open border right now. And uh, if Ukraine falls. Yeah, there are others going to Moldova, but I mean, Mm. it's just over, over 50% are going to Poland Mm. and many people in Poland have family Mm. or ancestry in the Ukraine. The borders over time have been very fluid. So Mm. um, there are, there are many connections I don't have any family in the Ukraine, but I mean, I am just so, I feel very deeply traumatized by it. My, um, and my, when I talk to my Polish friends, for example, um, my friend and photographer for my last couple of books, Ola O. Smith, mm. um, who I'm organizing, I'm going to be organizing some dumpling workshops with. Mm. Um, I talk, I'm talking to her a lot at the moment. She said, you know, she's just returned from Poland and many of her friends are, um, giving up their apartments for displaced peoples. Wow. Um, I talked to another Polish friend who said her dad is driving people across the border all the time. So everyone wow. is very, very involved. Wow. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Do you have family still in Poland? Um, I do. I have my whole um, extended family. Mm. My my parents are in UK, but they're that they want to go back to Poland mm-hmm. and they're still planning on going back. They said, you know, uh, they're used to living like that. You yeah. know, they used to, yeah. that's, that's just where Poland is situated mm-hmm. and that doesn't actually put them off from going back. They're uh, used yeah. to living with sort of a constant, an undercurrent yes. of threat at all times. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That somehow doesn't put them off. Um, mm. I think they put them off when they had children And I think this is what we're seeing in the Ukraine right now. Just, I mean, a lot of people sort of just decide to stay put and fight. And then you have the people with children who are just Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, save their children. And as a mother, Mm -hmm. I find that so difficult to watch. Every morning I wake up thinking of all the children. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, 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 I don't know if it's nauseating, but there's a physical reaction. There's something not not right physically in my system. I can't quite swallow, can't quite take a deep breath um, for a lot of the day as I think about it and just um, pray for these people. Zuza, as you talk about the paranoia that you grew up with, does that influence the way that you look at the average Russian citizen and what they are going through right now? I think it's... Gosh, I think it's very difficult. Um, I would love to speak to some Russians and actually get a perspective on it. The perspective I'm getting is obviously from my friend Alisa Timoshkina, who's organizing this whole Cook mm. for Ukraine campaign. Mm. 
you know, as a response to what's going on. I think there are a lot of people that are against what's happening, but are um, scared Mm -hmm. to go out onto the streets because um, I think over 5,000 people in Russia have already been arrested for protesting, Mm -hmm. including children, I've heard. So, of course, you're going to be scared to go out into the streets. And there are others who just believe everything that their TV tells them because Putin has spent years and years and years brainwashing them. Right, right, right. And more and more outlets are, I've I've heard that all of the, I think the word used was free-ish outlets have now been shut down within the last week. Yes, I think yeah. It's uh, so it's the, the brainwashing campaign continues, and and he's just arresting a lot of young people, a lot of any anyone who's against him. I think he's he's I don't know become unhinged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> someone close to me said something the other day, which is that sometimes we confuse evil and immorality with irrationality, but maybe. He is just that cold and calculating. You know, it's very difficult to say. Um, uh, I'm, I'm doing a PhD at the School of Slavonic and East European Stud- Studies, oh, yeah. and um, I read um, an interesting article. I'm sorry, I don't know, remember the na- the author, but um, mm. she is an expert in Putin's speeches, and she said that really they've changed in the last five years, and mm. where they used to be quite um, inspiring. Uh, mm and eloquent that they've become quite basic and uh and strange so there's something that's sort of almost changed in him she sort of said it's um it's a man facing his own death that wants to bring the whole world down with him mm, it sounds quite animalistic mm, so it could i mean that's one interpretation mm. it's very difficult it's you know it's just one man and i'm surprised that this one man um has been given so much power of course he has been fighting for it and killing people off I think from what you know so he has been cold and calculating but now it seems to have kind of crossed into Mm -hmm. something else I see I see oh yeah that's how I interpret it yeah no that's helpful yeah yeah, amid my just many, many, many constant prayers for this situation, I am just praying for courage for Russians, the Russians near him, as much as for the Ukrainians, that someone would just. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I would. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly, exactly what I think a lot of people are thinking. Like, why doesn't someone close to him just take him out? Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, just, obviously yeah. they can see he's become unhinged. There's yeah. obviously, you know, apparently he's isolated from his own advisors. So, People yeah. must see that have some level of power that something, something is wrong. Yeah. Well, we just we just pray. So moving from what we cannot do anything about to what we can do something about. Exactly. Tell us about Cook for Ukraine. When was there this moment that you said, okay, I, I there's something I've got to do. This is something that I can do. How did it come about for you personally? And then tell us um, what the mission is and how mm-hmm. we can get involved. Uh, thank you. Um, I have to say, I was still um, feeling sort of traumatized from the news. And yeah. within um, literally 24 hours, I had um, I was contacted simultaneously almost by Alisa Timoshkina, mm-hmm. um, who's behind this whole campaign, and my friend uh, and the photographer, Olao Smith, mm-hmm. who were both saying, would you like to get involved? Olao was um, saying, would you like my studio? 
um, she has a food magazine called Table Magazine. She's like, we can use the magazine to promote events. Mm. So within 24 hours, it kind of, wow. I, you know, I, I felt like, right, we now need to go from a place of trauma to a place of doing something. And it just felt so good mm. to be doing something practical because the people in Ukraine, you know, they're dealing with a very difficult situation and they need practical help. That's right. actually what they need most because they're just trying to survive. Right, right. So to be clear, Alyssa and yeah. Ola, and Alyssa is Russian and Ola is Ukrainian? Oh, no, sorry. My friend Ola Osmit is my photographer. She's Polish, actually. She's Polish. Okay. Yes, Ola Osmit. And Olya Hercules is, um, is the Ukrainian food writer who's actually become a campaigner in the past week, you know, yes. who we are all following on Instagram yes. and just every day she's showing new ways in which, you know, what they need, you know, how you can help. She's got family out there, her brother, her parents. And I think the whole food community is really sort of crying with her, but also yes. trying to help in any way they can through her. Yeah. So, um, uh, Olia is involved in various um, different campaigns, yeah. as well as this one. But um, yeah, the uh, Cook for Ukraine campaign is really the brainchild of Alisa Timoshkina, who has got together with um, the people behind uh, Cook for Syria, okay. which she was involved with. Okay. And she contacted them just for some advice and they just jumped on board and said they want to help. So I think uh, the main person there is the uh, is Clerkenwell boy. He's doing a lot of kind of logistics and getting um, a lot of people involved. Okay. And then um, uh, apart from that, obviously, there's UNICEF, who uh, the campaign is collecting funds for at the moment. Okay. 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 So how can we um, get involved with Cook for Ukraine? Um, right. Well, uh, with Cook for Ukraine, uh, there are three ways uh, that the campaign is working. So the first thing is basically you can use the hashtag Cook for mm -hmm. Ukraine, cook Ukrainian and East European food, post it online, post the link to the fundraiser, donate and get others to donate. It's as simple as that. OK. Um, the second way is kind of maybe more for the food community is um, just to organize events. So they could be supper clubs, bake sales, um, workshops. I'm going to be doing dumpling workshops. Um, anything you can think of. Okay. Um, you can set up a, you know, um, a page like, um, you know, on some kind of platform to sell tickets and then uh, donate the funds to Cook for Ukraine. Okay. And then thirdly, um, and I think where um, I think Clark and uh, Clark Boy is helping a lot is um, getting lots of restaurants involved. Okay. I think we've got over 50 on board right now wow. and they're going to be allowing people to add just a pound or two pounds to their bill. Okay. Uh, so I know this is definitely happening in London. I'm not sure if it's uh, happening in the US right now, but perhaps there's scope for it to expand. Why not? Okay. Okay. So. So for people listening, I want to be really clear about this. We've mentioned three different ways that you can help. And I'm going to have right there in the show notes, um, the links that you can use to that. So um, 
correct me if I'm wrong, I'm going to repeat these back, Sousa. First and foremost, you can just flat out um, collect money, use the hashtag cook for Ukraine and include in your story and in your bio a link um, to this cook for Ukraine movement that you're going to provide the link to me, Sousa, correct? The fundraiser. Yes, exactly. The fundraiser. Okay. The fundraiser. Yeah. Right. The second thing you could do if you wanted to give people, the people around you in your community, a little bit of an incentive to donate to the Cook for Ukraine fundraiser, you can organize any sort of event, use your creativity. You can organize a supper club, a bake sale, a workshop, which is one of the things Zuza is doing, organizing a workshop. Um, and people can donate to Cook for Ukraine through that. And third, if you are a restaurant in London, and we're going to look up and see <laughs> if that can... Um, if that's happening in the US, you can just um, organize a way for people to add extra money to their bill and um, that money will go straight to the Cook for Ukraine fundraiser. Do I have that right? That's brilliant. Thank you so much. Okay. It's a yes. lot of information I'm trying to get. No, it's okay. And for people listening, just go to the show notes. We'll have everything um, just laid out very, very clearly there. So you can just click on the links and uh, copy those links, add them to your social media, to your blog post, to whatever you want to use them for. And um, so to, and then, and then Zuza, this money that you're collecting, um, where is it going from there? Uh, that's going straight to UNICEF. So okay. I'm going to cover all the costs. Um, obviously I've already got the, the, the uh, venue and, um, and so I'm going to just donate everything to um, to UNICEF, mm -hmm. who are, of course, are focusing on on the children of Ukraine. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I think as mothers, we are all just very, very concerned with yeah. what's happening. Yeah. And that side of things. Yeah. I think that we all can put ourselves in that position. Um very easily, very easily. And I did want to share um, with people, obviously, we always encourage you to do research into any organization and, and be you know, sure that that's where you want to donate. Um, I did do some, I looked at UNICEF and what they're doing on Ukraine, and I'm going to just read this. Um, it's an excerpt from their website. They say that they and their partners are working 24 hours a day to meet rapidly escalating humanitarian needs, which include emergency medical services, critical medicines, health supplies, and equipment, safe water for drinking and hygiene, and shelter and protection for those displaced. They do say that at the moment, we're recording this um, at on Thursday, March 3rd, at about 8.15 in the morning. At present, they have 140 people on the ground in Ukraine and are sending more people to meet needs in-country. Um, additionally, across the East, they have nine supported child protection mobile teams that are reaching children wherever they can um, with psychosocial care, mental health support, and protection services. They do say that obviously the operating environment is very complex. Um, constraints are changing um, along with the front lines, but they are sending more people and they do have people on the ground in Ukraine um, to meet these needs. And again, we just only pray that that um, that remains open and we thank we thank God for their courage um, to be there right now. Um, so yeah, so that's the situation about where it's going. Um, Zuza, if people want to specifically sign up for your dumpling workshop rather than to um, create their own, is there still space for that? Tell us a little bit about that. I haven't actually launched the tickets yet. Oh. I'm going to do that today. So yes, there's still space. <laughs> 
Um, I'm going to do, um, at the moment, I've got two dates for the dumpling workshops Mm. in Hackney in London. However, I've had a lot of interest in online workshops. Mm. So I'm going to do some online workshops, dumpling workshops as well. Right. Um, So it's very early days yet, but today I should get a page up for my first dumpling date, which is going to be the 19th of March. Uh, 19th of March. Uh, the best thing at the moment is just to follow me on, on at Zuza Zach Cooks because there you've got updates of what's going on. Right, right, exactly. And again, uh, that link's going to be right there in the show notes. So it's just on Instagram at Zuza Zach Cooks. Um, let's see, Zuza. In addition to joining Cook for Ukraine, which really is a wonderful option, I think, like you said, it gives us something to do. Um, It encourages me to hear that it's going straight to people who are on the ground in the country. Um, Are there other action steps that you recommend to anyone listening right now? Mm. Yes, I think that there is there are things we can all be doing. I would recommend you also follow at Olya Hercules. Yes. Because as I say, every single day she is not only giving updates, but also things that you can do. Sometimes she just needs contact of people that work in certain companies because she's trying to get something done or some funds out or something like that. I think the other day she she was literally trying to collect like protective vests for her brother and father, who's, you know, both on the ground fighting in the red zones right now. Exactly. So, um, and every day she's giving kind of links to different charities as well. So uh, I think last week we were um, collecting for, uh, I'm sorry, she was uh, collecting with um, at experience. Sorry, can I say that again? Because yeah, please. Yeah. I made it sound like I was collecting with her. No. <laughs> We're all with her in spirit. I think we are all watching, you know, just with bated breath. Yeah, I know. Um, um so yes last week she was collecting with at experience ukraine uh, for children who wanted to um just evacuate certain areas and stay in a different area of the country which wasn't occupied so uh, constantly um she's giving you ways in which you can help um secondly i would also say um, that here I've just found out um, my local Polish center is doing a collection for the for Ukraine. Mm. I delivered lots of um, nappies uh, mm. there yesterday, and they said they also need warm, waterproof children's clothes. So I expect in many countries, uh, Polish and Ukrainian centers will be doing collections. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And again, we just encourage people to do, you know, their own research and find the organization that they're comfortable with. There's many, many, many people trying to help right now. Um, Zuza, what is what is the temperature in Poland and Ukraine right now, generally speaking? Um, let me just check on my um on my app. <laughs> mm, yes, because you're so closely related still to. <laughs> And I yes. have my handy little calculus to Fahrenheit uh, calculator yeah. up. <laughs> right. Well, uh, where my parents live, mm. which is um, probably about five hours drive from Ukraine, um, it's uh, five degrees today, but tomorrow it's going to be snowing. Mm. Yeah. So and it's very cold. Maximum and minus three during the night. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Very cold. Very cold. Very cold to be in a camp. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Susa, is there anything else that you would um, like to share about just this emergency situation? 
Um, no, I think I think that's it. I think I've shared so much information already. Mm-hmm. I just think all we can do is, you know, try and stay strong because it's so easy just to sort of cry about it and mm-hmm. be upset and traumatized. And the only thing we can do is stay strong and just try and do something practical. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Zuza. Um <laughs> hard to say it's hard to say anything else you're right and we just continue to pray and and do what we can and do what we can yeah take action take action do what we can zuza thank you so much i do look forward to a more leisurely interview with you for hearing a lot more about your story and your your beautiful beautiful work and um i i do only hope that it is under more hopeful circumstances Thank you so much. I really look forward to that too. My pleasure. Yes. And again, to anyone looking, looking, um, listening, just head over to the show notes. We'll have all the links really clearly laid out there. Thank you, Zuza. You have a great, great rest of your afternoon. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank okay. you, Becky. Yes. You too. Bye-bye.